We don't have a band to play intro music, but we've got a mime in the studio, and he's pretending to play an accordion. Hi, welcome to Real Movies. I'm your host, Josh Davis, and I've got a very exciting show for you tonight. For those of you tuning in for the first time, Real Movies is a show where me and my guests talk about movies that are real. Uh, they're not made-up movies, they are 100% real, uh, and you can't prove otherwise. We've got a very great show for you tonight. It's the sequel to the first show, uh, and as such, we'll be talking about uh, a couple different kinds of sequels. I've got some very exciting guests, including a uh, local filmmaker and a stunt driver who's not actually here yet. I was he, he texted me saying he was running a little late, but I thought he'd be here by start time. Uh, hopefully he shows up soon. But in the meantime, I'll introduce our very first guest. Uh, he is a local filmmaker who has a movie coming out uh, in the near future, Rich Aladdin. Hey, how's it going? How's it going? I've been waiting my whole life to do this one thing. I always wanted to tell my mom hi on the radio, so let me try this. <clears throat> hi, Mom. Hi, Rich's mom. So, Rich, tell me a little bit about, uh, about your film. Yeah, so Events is a sci-fi thriller. I can't talk too much about it, but the synopsis is a man that makes prediction videos that comes true must get the help of a detective that's hunting him down in order for him to change the future. So again, it is a sci-fi adventure film. I've kind of grown up loving action films, superhero films, and kind of wanted to do a film along those lines. I co-wrote this screenplay with a wonderful, talented writer called Meg Dawson. Her and I co-wrote this screenplay. I also co-created the story with one of my best friends, Noah Guerrero. And we had a lot of local, talented actors from Austin that were involved. So some of these actors include Irv Brown, Bradley Opara, Rachel Webb, Javier Medin. I hope I said his last name right. Don't kill me, Javi. James Drake Coleman, as well as Nancy Gray So and Xavier Alvarado. So we had a lot of talented actors along that side. And then crew-wise... One of my best friends, Russell Reed, he's also a filmmaker. He co-edited this film with me. He was also the cinematographer, and his work is just beautiful. So it was a great collaboration of um, everyone working to make a film come to life. Now, I should mention for our uh, regular viewers, of course, all the movies we talk about on this show are real. Uh, this film is real in a much more real sense. Um, they're all real films, but this one is more real, if, if you will. Now, uh, now, Rich, when can we expect to see this film? So this film right now, everyone's working hard in post-production, and I have some very talented people that I call sound gals. They're very great at what they do. They're finishing up the film, and we should be done with it completed, hopefully by the end of May. I don't know when it will be released, but if people follow the social media for events, they'll be able to keep up with the details on when we'll have a private premiere, and hopefully they can be invited to that. Our social media, for all our social media, if they type in E-V-I-N-C-E-D film, so events film, they'll be actually be able to follow us and get more information on that. So look forward to, to that in the future. Follow his social media, and you'll be able to get updates on that. I follow myself, and it's a, it's a very interesting uh, marketing campaign. Thank you. Appreciate it, man. Are you ready to move on to the, the first show we have tonight, or yes. the first movie? Let's get it. I'm excited for this one. All right. So uh, 
The first movie that I wanted to talk about tonight, of course, we discussed it beforehand. Uh, do you want to, before I say the title, talk a little bit about uh, about your thoughts on on the movie? Yeah, and I can kind of talk about a little bit of the spoilers. A little bit the, of the spoilers, for sure. Yeah, just some spoiler warnings. But um, this is an interesting action thriller type of film originated from the Winnie the Pooh series. And I do know with the actress that played in this, Megan Good, I'm in love with Megan Good. And she actually starred in this film as the main character. Her performance was great. And it kind of threw everyone off the... Everyone was kind of confused by this film because this was a live-action remake, number one. And then Michael Bay was directing it. And shout-out to Michael Bay. I really want to say this one was probably the best film he's ever done, period. 90% on Rotten Tomatoes. Critics were raving. Michael Bay is now considered one of the greatest filmmakers of all time based off of this one film alone. Couldn't agree more. And, uh, of course, for those who haven't picked up yet, uh, this the, the movie we were talking about is Babe 3 Pigabellum. Uh, for those who are familiar with the first two installments, uh, you'll know that Babe 3 Pigabellum is a, a bit of a different direction for the franchise. You know, as Rich mentioned, uh, Michael Bay directed it which was a very interesting choice when it was first announced. Uh, do you want to talk a little bit about what your reaction was to that? To yeah, that? you know, Winnie the Pooh series is just so kid-friendly, and they took Babe, and the first two movies were PG, and when I heard they're doing a rated R action remake for the third one, I was kind of like, okay, and then they brought Michael Bay, cast and Megan Good. I was like, all right, this is going to be a really, really different but when you go into the theaters, they open up with the animated first two ones and then they break it and they come in and they're live action. It's action, all this stuff going on. I, I actually enjoyed it. And the story that they had was really heartfelt. Like there was a couple of moments I cried. I got emotional, especially with the let's um, take a moment of silence for that Winnie the Pooh scene. Um, yeah, very sad. But other than that, like great film, man. Great film. Shout out to Michael Bay for real. And can we talk for a second about the uh, the post credit scene? Oh, oh! Do we really want to talk about that? Uh, l- let me ask my producers. Yes, we're we're good to talk about it. Okay, so I still remember the way they opened it up because you know Michael Bay always makes everything epic. So it opened up slow mo on the feet. You see shoes, pan up. You see the suit, and then next thing you know, it was. Tigger. No one expected him to, to cross over into this movie, but there he was. Fresh off of uh, the, the Tigger movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Benedict Cumberbatch looked great as Tigger. That's all the, the tiger makeup was so realistic. I should mention for those who have not seen this, this Babe movie, um, they aren't wearing... The actors who are playing the animals, they're not wearing suits. Uh, there's no CGI or anything. It's really just makeup. Uh, not even They didn't even include any prosthetics. It's just, imagine, if you will, a face painting. Uh, it's a lot like that, but a little bit more detailed. Uh, it's really It was really an artistic approach, and Agreed. I was skeptical when I saw the, uh, the first pictures, but it worked so much better in motion. It looked... It looked like it was really a tiger or a pig there on screen. 
yeah, the Winnie the Pooh franchise really turned it around. Turned it around for real. Very excited to see where the uh, WPCU Winnie the Pooh cinematic universe goes from here. Now, I've got to say, when I first started watching, uh, I was very confused. Because mm-hmm. it really doesn't pick up where the second movie left it off. It really does hit. It's its own thing. It's its own separate thing, but I think they do a great job uh, emphasizing the importance of the first two movies yeah. without tying down Babe 3, Pigabellum to the first movies. Yeah, honestly. you know, It kind of gave me John Wick vibes, but um, yeah. Uh, th- there was also the fact, of course, that Keanu Reeves was the antagonist of the movie. Uh, Very interesting choice. Honestly. I didn't. He's not usually an antagonist. He's usually more of in a in a protagonist role. But he did a a great job. Do you want to talk a little bit about his character and what uh, function he served? Yes. So his name was John Mick in this one, not John Wick, but John Mick. Supposedly the evil twin brother. Interesting choice, Michael Bay, but. It is what it is. It's his story. Great film, by the way. Um, but yeah, John Mick was um, like an assassin in this one. You don't say his name three times. Like very just intense. And then you got Megan Good playing Babe. And they had a whole fight scene. And we all know what happened. Babe ended up winning that fight scene. But unfortunately, Winnie the Pooh had that tragic scene. Let's take a moment of silence for that one again. Yeah, so, um, but nah, John Mick was a great character. I really enjoyed it. And I heard there's rumors that Babe 3 might merge with John Wick. So it's going to be interesting to see how Keanu plays that too. Maybe it's a, yeah, I don't even know how they're going to do that. But Michael Bay, I trust in you, man. I really hope we get a John Wick versus John Mick fight in the third one. Who do you think would come out on top? I'm going with John Wick, 100%. You know, I've got a... I think I've got to disagree and go with John Mick. I think uh, he's the better fighter. It's only because Babe is an even better fighter than that that Babe came out on top. That's true. That's true. Well, it looks like we have to go to our uh, first break. Uh, When we come back, hopefully the uh, stunt driver we're waiting on will show up. Uh, Man, he's really late. Uh, But Rich will still be here for sure. Uh... So, if nothing else, he and I will talk about some more movies, and if the stunt driver shows up, we'll talk to him as well. We'll be right back. Hello, and welcome back to Real Movies. I am your host, Josh Davis, and uh, this is the show where me and my guests talk about movies that are uh, very real. They're not fake. They're not made up by me and my guests prior to the show, and then... uh, discussed in made-up details on the show, uh, it's not the case. It's not. It's not. We have uh, filmmaker Rich Aladdin here in the studio with me. Rich, how are you doing? I'm good, man. Love talking about movies. And that's what we're doing. We're talking about movies. Uh, We're supposed to have another guest, but he still hasn't quite shown up. Uh, I was really hoping he would be here by the time we uh, started this next movie, but I guess we'll just... Oh, uh, I'm being told we are getting a call. Uh, So let's go ahead and answer that, and... Hello? Hello? Is this Josh? Yes, this is. Is this... Is this Wilson? 
Ladies and gentlemen, we have uh, Wilson King, the aforementioned stunt driver, uh, here on the phone with us. Uh, Wilson, how are how are you doing? Uh, yeah, it's not looking too good. Uh, there's about uh, 17, 18 car pileup, and uh, there's uh, there's a few cows too. Um, not looking pretty. Whoa, that that's horrible. What happened? Well, you see, I was out here doing the stunt driver practice at the uh, old uh, NASCAR rink. And, uh, you know, they built this place a little bit too close to the cattle farm. And, uh, well, needless to say, cows got in and they, they caused, caused quite a stir up. So I'm, I'm here, I'm stuck on the road. Well, uh, do, do you think you'll be able to make it into the studio or? Uh, yeah, yeah, I think I, think I should be. I, uh, I called up Stunt Driver Services uh, a while ago. They should be able to help me out. I got them on speed dial. So uh, hopefully they'll be here soon. But until then, it's just a bloody mess out here. I mean, there are just car parts and cow parts. It's just, it does not look good. It does not look good at all. Wow, I'm sorry to hear that. Uh, do you, Are you okay to stay on the phone for me a few minutes and uh, chat with us till you get here? Yeah, I'm not going anywhere for a bit. Uh, well, ladies and gentlemen, this is uh, Wilson King, and for, for those not familiar with his work, uh, Wilson is, the, is a stunt driver, as I mentioned, and he is the stunt driver who drove the legendary Lightning McQueen in the live-action Cars remake. Isn't that right, Wilson? Yes, that is correct. I am the stunt driver for Lightning McQueen in the live-action remake. Uh, talk a little bit about... Uh, what that experience was like. Well, you know, I've been a stunt driver for several years now, and uh, this is the first time I've ever done a role where I actually uh, had to drive and puppeteer at the same time. Uh, so they uh, had me driving the car, that is Lightning McQueen, and while I'm driving, I also have to pull several levers and pull push different buttons. Uh, to make his mouth move uh, in conjunction with the voice actor. What did the what did the training for that look like? I mean, I know you're an experienced stunt driver, but that had to be quite an adjustment. Yeah, it was quite the adjustment. I had to go to a specialized school for that specific thing. Uh, specifically, I by that I mean learning how to drive a stunt car and also puppeteer a face on a car while I'm driving. And, uh, yeah, it took me about 10 years to get through that, that schooling. It's very, very rigorous. Uh, so tell me a little bit. Uh, I, I've seen, of course, the live-action Cars remake, uh, and it was very good. It was largely pretty pretty faithful to, to the original, but... Uh, do you want to talk a little bit about the uh, the different, uh, I guess, the different route, if you will, that the movie took at at the end? Yeah. So uh, director Quentin Tarantino uh, wanted to take it into a you know a bit more of a adult situation here. Uh, you know, the old movie is great, but that's that's kid stuff, right? I mean, no one takes that seriously. 
so, you know, he kept most of the original script intact, but he decided to change the ending. And, uh, and uh, I'm allowed to tell spoilers on this show, right? Uh, let me ask my producer. We've got the green light. Go ahead. Great. So Lightning McQueen actually dies at the end of this movie, uh, and it's very violent. Um, he ends up in several pieces. Uh, his parts are scattered all over the road. It's, it's terrible. So, I mean, there's even blood. Uh, it doesn't make any sense, but I, I like I like the artistic choice. So I've got to say it was a lot... You know, we wanted a more mature audience. It was a lot gorier than I expected uh, the death of a, of a car to be... Oh yes, absolutely. It's uh, all the cars in this movie have blood. Uh, that's been, uh, you know, the original cars where they didn't have blood. That's been retconned. So we decided to give them blood, you know, dust and things, so that when they die, it actually affects you and it affects the rear and the, none of that none of that kid stuff. You know, we want to we want to want to be mature. We want to have a gritty movie for adults to watch. You know what I'm saying? Well, you know, you mentioned that the original cars, they didn't have blood. Do we know that for a fact? I mean, we never see evidence to the contrary. Well, you know, a director actually got into contact with John Laster, and they they, uh, confirmed. He got an official statement from Pixar. Uh, They do not have blood. They don't have organs. And, uh, you know, the writers of this film were thinking, well, we got to change that, because that's honestly the the worst, you know, the one major flaw in the original cars is that they don't, you know, they don't have organs, they don't have, they don't even have hearts, so how are we supposed to know that they feel emotional? Ladies and gentlemen, you heard it here first. Uh, it is officially canon that in the Cars movies, they don't have organs, and they don't have blood, and they don't have hearts. That's right, Lightning McQueen was heartless, but is no more. Now, uh, now Wilson, uh, you know, there were, in the original animated car series, there were, of course, three movies. Uh, are there any plans for a sequel? Uh, well, hmm. Let me, uh, let me think about it. I'm not sure. I think I was supposed to keep it under wraps, but, you know, since you asked so nicely, I might as well tell you. Can I give a hint? Yes, uh, there are going to be sequels to cars. Uh, and, uh, you know, I can't say much at the moment, but yes, there, there will be a live-action sequel to this remake. Wow, ladies and gentlemen, Wilson King has spilled it all despite the studio's wishes. There will be a car sequel. It has been officially confirmed right here on the show. I hope I didn't get you in, into any trouble, Wilson. Uh, it's fine. Now, uh, Rich... Have you seen the uh, the live-action Cars remake yourself? Oh, yes, I have. And, Wilson, that was some of the best driving I've seen in my life on film. If there is an Oscar for best stunt driver, I promise you, you would win that, man. And um, so props to you for going to school and doing all that stuff and, you know, kind of showing kids that if you put your mind to something, it can come true. So um, shout-out to you on that. I do know for the – since you've kind of talked about the Cars – live action remake the next one that's coming up i did a little bit of research and you know i saw that james wan was kind of rumored to be attached to this film and he's 
thinking about making this a horror film because Lightning McQueen died. I know this might be too much information, but I am asking nicely. Is this going to be a horror film? Uh, yeah, you know, that's another detail that I really probably shouldn't, uh, you know, pour out Come on the radio, on. but you did, you did ask very nicely, and, uh, you know, that's, I'm a man of my word. And, uh, yes, there will be a sequel directed by James Wan, and yes, Lightning McQueen is a zombie, in fact, in this film. You know, we wanted to go for a more mature tone, you know, none of that kid stuff. And, uh, we're keeping that, keeping that going with the second film here, and, uh, very, very different direction than the original, obviously. But uh, I'm very excited. Very excited for that. Ladies and gentlemen, it has been officially announced by uh, Wilson King. Despite his employer's wishes and probably in defiance of his contract, Wilson King has confirmed that Cars 2, the live-action remake, will be a horror film directed by James Wan featuring Lightning McQueen as a zombie. Again, despite his employer's wishes, Wilson King has shared this bit of information for us and officially confirmed this. Now, I hope I didn't get you into any any trouble with these with these questions, Wilson. Uh, that's okay. I got seniority here, so uh, they can't fire me. Now, I, I meant to ask this earlier, Wilson, but uh, you just drove Lightning McQueen, right? You didn't play him. Yes, I just drove the car. Uh, Owen Wilson still does the voice for Lightning McQueen. And, uh, yeah, I actually had to puppeteer his mouth as Owen Wilson was saying his line uh, as I was driving uh, in circles on a NASCAR track in real life, uh, all while the windshield is still covered with eyes. So uh, I can only see through the pupils of the car. So it's a bit daunting, but, you know, someone's got to do it. Now, how did you match up the the mouth so well did they have the audio playing was owen wilson there reading the lines like how did, how did that work they uh they gave him a megaphone actually so uh i had to listen as best as i could from as far away as i was and uh that was just what they had to come you know what they came up with in that moment uh and it stuck and uh you know through some editing they'll, they'll fix his audio because it's a bit loud and uh obnoxious but yeah, that was that was all he could do. So he ran out on the road listening to it from however many yards away, all while driving in circles. Again, going very fast and only being able to see through small little pupil slits uh, in a car while piloting a mouth with tongue in heat. That was again another very interesting choice for the uh, the live action remake. Is that Lightning McQueen has a very realistic. Uh, tongue and teeth and uh the teeth are even a little yellow uh did you have any did you have any say in the the design for lightning mcqueen uh yes well i was the one that was a big proponent of using a whale tongue and uh luckily we were able to get one uh and as for the teeth uh those are all made from whale bones uh we just ground them all together uh put them in some uh, cement for a bit and uh voila, there you go, lightning green teeth. And uh, that's the that's the movie magic behind these kind of things. And uh, you know, all it cost was the, the lives of whales, so now can I ask uh, about Lightning McQueen's design as a zombie car in the in the upcoming sequel? Can you give us any hints about that? 
yes. Well, uh, you know, they wanted to uh, they wanted to make it more authentic for me, uh, make it easier for me to get into the role of the driver for Lightning McQueen. Uh, so they put a bunch of well, they basically put the leftovers of the whale carcasses in the car so that it would smell like a zombie at all times. And so, you know, I am driving, again, going several miles an hour, all while listening to Owen Wilson bark his lines through the megaphone from several yards away, and uh, all while looking through the slits of the eye holes and piloting the mouth and uh, tongue, and it smells like whale carcass. So that's really all I can say. You know, everything else is cosmetic, but the... Neat little, neat little uh, behind-the-scenes trivia for you there. Well, that's very interesting. Uh, it looks like it's about time for us to go to our next break. Uh, when we come back, we'll have Rich Aladdin here in the studio and Wilson King on the phone, and we'll be uh, talking about the next movie we have to discuss. I'm Jordan. And I'm Lexi. We're the hosts of the brand-new KZSM show, Swamp Gas Uggers. Join us every week as we dive into the swamps of reality and discuss cryptids, ghosts, UFOs, and everything else that goes bump in the night. I believe. And I'm scared. And you'll catch us every Sunday at 10 p.m. here on KZSM. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Josh Davis, uh, and this is Real Movies. For those of you just joining us, Real Movies is a show where I sit down with some guests and we talk about movies. Now, these movies are uh, not made up by me and the guests, uh, despite some allegations I've been receiving online. Uh, these movies are not made up. I didn't make them up. I didn't. Guys, come on. We have two very special guests here in the show with me today. Uh, we've got Rich Aladdin, who is a local filmmaker. Uh, he came on the show to promote, to promote his upcoming film, Evinced. Uh, and then we also have, uh, on the phone with us, uh, stunt driver Wilson King, who drove Lightning McQueen in the live-action car remake, Cars remakes. Unfortunately, he's still not here in the studio, but we have him on the phone, and... Oh! It seems he's outside. He's here now. Come in. Hey, guys. Hey, uh, Wilson, it's great to have you here in the studio. Oh, it's great to be here. What what ended up happening with that pileup? Well, uh, you know, it was, like I said, it was a very bloody, very bloody mess out there. Lots of organs and stuff. But, uh, you know, I'm a stuntman. I have connections. And uh, I called the stuntman hotline, as I said. And, uh, you know, what they did was, uh, as they do, they brought out uh, parts to make a ramp. And uh, they built a ramp on the spot uh, tall enough to get outside of the stadium where I was. And so that's how I got out of there. And uh, fortunately, I landed on the highway, and uh, then I made my way here. Now, I've got to ask, you, you mentioned it was very, it was a very bloody accident. Uh, is that, are you, like, used to that from, from the filming Cars 2, or was that still, does that still affect you? Well, to tell you the truth, I'm still a little bit in shock, uh, and I don't think I'm going to recover uh, fully for a few more years, but... That's that's the that's the business for you. I mean, you never know what you're gonna see. In shock from the accident or from the whale carcass? Um, both, both actually. Both both are very traumatic uh, experiences for me. And uh, you know, it's 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 fine. 
Hey, Wilson. It's great. Um, I, I don't know if you got a chance. I know you texted me saying that there's a 22 car line at Whataburger. Were you able to get me my meal? 20, uh, you mean what? 22 car pile at the... What's this about? A, a... Oh, right, right. Yeah, my uh, bad. Rich my was bad. just talking about the pile. No, yeah. not pile. Not, no, no line I could have sworn I heard... Nah, did you no. say line? No, no, no. Pile yeah, line, line, line up. Line, pile up. Not pile line up. Line up. This isn't a concert. Uh, pile up. There is cars and cows, like I mentioned. Right. All right, well, let's move on to the uh, the next movie we have to discuss here. Uh, next, we were going to discuss the uh, highly anticipated sequel to Herbie Fully Loaded, uh, Herbie Reloaded. Uh, this, of course, kind of a kind of a theme with this show, uh, with the this episode of the show is uh, movies that were in the past lighthearted and fun, getting uh, gritty action remakes, and Herbie Reloaded is no different. Uh, this is a Gritty, dark take on the beloved Herbie series. Uh, now, Wilson, do you want to talk, being a stunt driver, a little bit about uh, what seeing Herbie Reloaded was like for you? Uh, well, to tell you the truth, I was very impressed with this film. Uh, you know, wasn't quite up to my my expertise, my level. You know, they didn't have to look through small eyeball slits like I did. Uh, but... Very impressed with the driving. Uh, you know, of course, they got Lindsay Lohan to be in this movie again. And uh, I was very, very uh, impressed by the skill of her driving. Uh, the decision to get Owen Wilson to voice the car, I thought was a, was a bit strange because he's already in my film. And, uh, you know, I think it's weird. It's sort of a Ant's Bugs Life situation we got going on. But other than that, I was very impressed with this film. Now, a little bit of interesting trivia that uh, most people may not know about the the film Herbie Reloaded is that uh, unlike with the live-action Cars remake, they don't even have a stunt driver in the car. Uh, they do have someone sitting in the front seat uh, to give the illusion of a stunt driver, but they actually built a uh, self-driving sentient car for the film. Uh, they created Herbie. I, I did not know that. I... This whole time I was I was marveling at the driving, but a uh, self-driving car. I mean, that's that's impressive. You know, uh, that brings into question a lot of uh, a lot of ethics. But fortunately, this isn't an ethics show. It's a movie show. So, Rich, you want to talk a little bit about your thoughts on the film? Yeah, no, like it was really interesting to see her be reloaded. And it was a dark twist on it, but still a musical at the same time. And. I, I know people were just like confused about Owen Wilson casting, but you got to remember Owen Wilson could sing. So like, of course he's going to be casted as this role for Herbie and sing the role too. So I'm all about Owen Wilson being there as well. Um, interesting director. I'm not going to lie. I was really shocked to see Mark Zuckerberg kind of get in this realm of filmmaking and now he's directing films. You know, at first he's a billionaire making money off of Facebook, but now he's directing films and making money off of that too. I'm not jealous or anything, but kind of not fair, but interesting choice. He did a good job. The singing and dancing. Um, I don't know if y'all saw the clip of him teaching the dancers how to dance. And I was really impressed by his moves. Very, very skilled for sure. You know, if anyone's seen any advertisements for this film, you know that they replaced the uh, iconic 53 on the hood of Herbie with uh, the Facebook logo. Uh, and that was a very controversial take at first, but uh, I feel that it really 
fit the character they were going for in this movie, which was very different from the Herbie character in previous films. I agree. Agreed. And, uh, you know, I think, you know, this is a grittier remake. Uh, I was a bit surprised that there were uh, musical numbers in this movie uh, with that reputation. But uh, rest assured, if you do want to see this film, a minor spoiler, the songs all have lots of swear words in them. So don't fret, you know, don't think you're going in to see just a kid's movie. Uh, It does live up to its gritty reputation. And uh, I think it succeeded very well in that. Now, uh, of course, we've all seen the movie, so we know that there is a a major twist at the beginning of the third act. Uh, Rich, do you want to talk a little bit, a little bit about that? Yeah. um, The cameo is at the end. We saw a cameo of Elon Musk. Um, He appeared in the film as Elon Musk, and he bought an organization to recreate Herbie, but it was called Tesla, so... Yeah, very interesting take, but great musical number. The Tesla number was great. The cars, everything, it was a great scene. Cars were floating around, dancers were floating around, and they ended up in space somehow, but great scene. You know, I think what a lot of people didn't realize until they saw the film was that uh, this was less of a Herbie film and more of an origin story for Elon Musk and Tesla. Uh, Very much a uh, spiritual successor to the social network, uh, of course, where Jesse Eisenberg played Mark Zuckerberg in his origin story. And they even got Andrew Garfield to come back for this one. And that is to say they got Jesse Eisenberg to come back and... I'm sorry, they got Andrew Garfield to come and play Jesse Eisenberg, actually, in this film. And uh, it's very it's very strange that they did that. but It worked out. They're really sort of building uh, their own cinematic universe here. The... Uh, the FBCU, Facebook Cinematic Universe, and I'm, I, for one, am very excited to see where they take it. Oh, me too. Now, can we talk about that about that post-credit scene? Is, is, is that allowed? I'm getting a thumbs up from my producer. We can talk about it. Uh, yet another twist. They brought in Thor. What did, uh, what did you guys think about that? Yeah, I heard about the MCU merger that was happening behind the scenes, if anyone was listening. Um, so they're trying to do a merger with Herbie and kind of give Herbie, make a, their first car superhero film, which is going to be very historic. And from there, they're going to add him to the Avengers. And then you're going to see the full Avengers line up with Herbie. And I'm really excited for that, man. Like to see what a car can do to someone like Thanos or other villains is going to it's gonna be very interesting. Yeah, you know, and I I wasn't all that surprised uh, to see Thor because I know you know Herbie is a Disney movie and uh, Marvel is of course owned by Disney. Uh, and I actually I am speculating that this is a hint towards the fact that Disney is going to buy Tesla. Uh, they're going to buy Elon Musk's property, and uh, you know. Who knows what they're going to own next? I mean, Disney, they're, they own the world. <laughs> so now, of course, as we know, Disney also owns uh, owns cars. What do you think are the chances we see uh, Zombie Lightning McQueen in the Avengers? I uh, think the chance... Oh, no, you're good. I think the chances are high. Uh, I think very high. I think he has a lot of potential to be in the Avengers. He's got his backstory. He's got 
a lot. You know, he has a lot of fans, so I think uh, the fan demand is going to leave him ending up in the Avengers uh, in a short amount of time. I've just uh, received a note from uh, my producer. Uh, it seems Disney just bought KZSM. Uh, we are now owned by Disney, uh, and I believe Mark Zuckerberg will be taking over the studio uh so there should be some changes around here coming in the near future uh but i think it's time we move on to the uh the last show we're going to talk about tonight uh which is the uh the sequel to a uh, a disaster movie uh before i go into what the what the title is uh wilson do you want to talk a little bit about uh about your thoughts on the first on the first film? Uh, the yeah, the first film. I mean, the first film was great. Um, you know, the uh, the tornado looked real, um, and that's because it was. Uh, they used a real tornado for this film, and uh, I commend them for that. Uh, you know, you gotta you gotta have a realistic approach to your filmmaking, and if it puts people in danger, it's worth it. Uh, great job that they did there. Of course, if that didn't give it away, the uh, the first film that we were talking about was a uh, tornado, but the one we're specifically talking about tonight is the sequel to Tornado, uh, Tornado Lightning Strikes Twice. Uh, now, Rich, have you have you seen? Tornado lightning strikes twice. Yes, um, very interesting, interesting film because the main cast and I know you, Josh, you're saying gonna gonna tell me more about what happened to the main cast later, but the main cast of the first one wasn't in this one. In fact, it was all the people in Star Wars Empire Strikes Back that was involved with this film. George Lucas was the director, and there's that infamous line that I was still confused about, but people say it's artistic. When the tornado was turning and it stopped at Mark Hamill and said, I am your father. And I'm still confused about that. A lot of the dialogue was the same from Empire Strike Back, but people said it was an artistic, great representation. Wilson, I don't know if you know anything about the behind the scenes on that film or Josh, but like, yeah, interesting film, but you know, I don't know how to feel about it, y'all. You know, the movie raised a lot of questions. Uh, number one, how did a tornado father a human? Uh, number two, is this film connected to Star Wars? You know, Chewbacca was there in, in the movie. Uh, Darth Vader was there. Well, you were you were asking about behind-the-scenes information. Uh, George Lucas himself actually came out and confirmed that this is not at all connected to Star Wars. Uh, it's just by chance that these these other characters are in this film too no it makes sense it makes sense it happens scripts all the time you could rewrite the same one without knowing yeah and you know i'm not you know i'm not all that surprised to see a lot of familiar faces from star wars because as we all know uh, star wars is owned by disney and so is tunado uh it's another disney property um so i was you know i was a bit uh it's been taken aback that they reused a lot of the same actors, but you know, times are tough. You got to you got to you got to find actors where you can. You know, you mentioned uh, Rich a little earlier that the uh, the original cast was not in this movie, but uh, that's actually a common misconception. Oh, really? Yeah, the original cast was uh, 
very briefly seen in this movie. They, uh, you can see them in the very first scene. Oh, the sky the, drone shot. Yeah, yeah, where the tornado first makes landfall. Oh, uh, they're among the crowd. You have to look very, very close, but they're among the crowd that just gets wiped out by the tornado. So it opens on a tragedy. That makes sense. Exactly. Ties the two films together. Looks like it's about time for our uh, our next uh, commercial break. When we come back, we'll have uh, still have Wilson King and Rich Aladdin here in the studio. We'll talk a little bit more about Tornado and then move on to our final segment. We'll be right back. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Real Movies. I'm your host, Josh Davis. For those of you just joining us, Real Movies is a show where I sit down with some guests and uh, chat about real, not made up, uh, definitely created movies. Uh, I've got two great guests here with me tonight. I've got Rich Aladdin, who came on to promote his film, Evinced, which you can find on social media. Uh, That film, of course, is... uh, Real, but in a much more real sense than the other films we talk about on the show. Uh, and then we have uh, stunt driver Wilson King on the show, who drove Lightning McQueen in the live-action Cars remake. Uh, before we went to break, we were talking a little bit about uh, Tornado: Lightning Strikes Back, the hit sequel to the original disaster film. Um, do, do, do you want to talk a little bit, uh, Rich, about the... You were, you were mentioning the I am your father scene, yeah. of course. Yeah. Uh, do you want to talk a little bit about the con- the context on that on that scene? Yeah, no, it's interesting um, seeing, and granted, I don't know if we talked about this, Mark Hamill is playing Luke Skywalker. Again, somehow. unrelated to, unrelated the, to the, the Star Wars character, yeah, Luke Skywalker. Unrelated. And then there's Darth Vader, they're fighting in their tornado. And then Palpatine was there, lightning, and all this stuff was happening in the tornado. That's where the lightning strikes twice, and the title comes from, of course. Exactly. And then somehow, tornado stops, Darth Vader fighting Luke, um, pushes Luke down, and right before Darth Vader was going to say something very vital, and I felt like it was going to be very crucial to the story, the tornado turns around and says, hey, I am your father. And yeah, very interesting. And both Mark Hamill's character, Luke Skywalker, and Darth Vader said no. They both said no. I wonder, it really makes you wonder, like, was the tornado talking to Mark Hamill? Ooh. Or Darth Vader? Oh, you see, I never thought of it that way, man. Or both. That's a good Could be. question. Could be. That's a theory. I, I was more just impressed that they got the tornado to talk. Because uh, remember, this is a real tornado in this film. And I don't know what they did to get it to, to say words, but ooh, it was awesome. I've got to say, this tornado, great acting uh, on its part. Uh, Do you know what happened to that tornado after it's done? I think they're uh, they're using it to film the third one. Uh Oh wow! Yeah, they, I think he got called back. Where uh, where is he though? You know, there was there was a little concern about it getting recast, uh, but I think fortunately it, it secured the role again. You know, there's that whole scandal on social media. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Tornado said some things, right? He, uh, I think he, I think he ravaged a town, and so they were a bit 
people were not happy with that. You know, the- I personally can't. I, I forgive him, but... Oh, was so- it that town that when they were filming that happened? When they were filming? This is about this is about thirty years ago. Uh, someone someone pulled up an old newsreel, and uh, you know you think these things you think these things are forgotten, lost to time. But then next thing you know, someone finds it on YouTube, and the reputation's the whole, over. There I was mean, the whole hashtag going around: cancel tornado. It yes, was, it's it was bad. You know, my my heart goes out to him, but I understand that people are sensitive about that kind of stuff, and so you just can't ravage towns anymore. I mean. I heard they're actually leaning into the the controversy and making the third film a prequel about that town. Oh wow, that's that's interesting. Very unexpected direction for them to go with that. Uh, but I think uh, it's time for us to move on to the the final segment of our show tonight. Uh, which, for those of you who listened in last week, you will know is where we talk about upcoming movies. Uh, now, these upcoming movies, the titles, these, these upcoming movies are, of course, real, as are all the movies we talk about on the show. The titles are somehow more real, much like Rich's film, Evinced. Uh, they're a different kind of real than the premises. So the way this game works is that I'll read off these uh, titles of upcoming films, and then uh, Rich and Wilson will take turns uh, describing the real premises of these real movies. Uh, are you guys ready to begin? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. The first film I'll give to, uh, I'll give to you, Rich. The first film is Voyagers. Do you want to talk a little bit about what that's about? Yes. It's about a family that opened up a restaurant called Voyage. Um, they eat a lot of seafood there. Very interesting take. Um, so it's, it's a family that's really well off. Um, the dad was like a billionaire at some company Decided to quit his job because he always wanted to open up a restaurant to sell fish, but he can't cook fish, but his daughter can, and his daughter's like seven years old. So then they go in, open up a restaurant, daughter's um, in charge of the whole cooking and whatnot for the restaurant too. And then they're, they make food for people and people don't know that it's actually a seven-year-old that's making this food, but it's the dad that's getting the credit. So very interesting film there's some family drama that happens too and there's a great resolution i hear that happens at the end it's a lot like ratatouille but with a seven-year-old girl in place of a rat (laughs) moving on the next uh movie we have to uh next upcoming film we have uh wilson if you want to talk a little bit about what this movie's about is called uh thunder force do you want to talk a little bit about thunder force yeah, well, uh, Thunder Force is the, uh, well, it's actually the sequel, we were talking about this earlier, they've already released the sequel to, to NATO, and uh, this time it's about Thunder. Uh, again, they used real Thunder for this movie, and, uh, you know, they didn't find any, they didn't find any dirt on Thunder, so, you know, as far as I can see it, he's gonna go on several more movies to come, but, uh, great flick, it's about a, uh, it's about a family that lives out on a farm, and their little girl uh, befriends a thundercloud. And the family, the family does not, you know, they they want to get rid of this thundercloud and use it, uh, you know, for as a power source, which would kill the, which would kill him. Um, and you know, this girl is just befriends this thundercloud, and if you're thinking what I'm 
you know, based on what I'm saying, it sounds a lot like Charlotte's Web. That's because it's based on Charlotte's Web. Um, but, you know, for a more mature audience, they wanted to use something a bit scarier than a pig. So he's done Thunder Clouds because, uh, you know, those, those are very scary, very terrifying. And uh, it, it's, it succeeds. It really tugged at my heartstrings. It's a lot like a ratatouille, but with a storm in place of cooking. <laughs> Moving on to the uh, next upcoming movie we have to uh, talk about. Uh, Rich, if you want to describe a little bit about the uh, film My True Fairy Tale. My True Fairy Tale. Yes. So, you know, I was really pissed off because growing up, people told me the tooth fairy wasn't real. But I'm telling you, when I put my tooth underneath the bed, I would always get a $100 bill. And I know, and like, no offense to my mom, but at that time, bro, like, I was it. We weren't making $100, you know what I'm saying? So, this one um, is actually about a true fairy tale, and it's actually a documentary about the Tooth Fairy. And I really enjoyed this film because you saw how the Tooth Fairy moves around and gives people money and stuff like that, and a lot of the misconceptions on the Tooth Fairy how long the Tooth Fairy's been on Earth, um, how much money the Tooth Fairy really has. And I don't know if y'all knew, but um, the CIA and government was trying to take the Tooth Fairy to Area 51 to figure out on how she's been here for so long and how much money they can actually get from her. But that might be too much info and spoilers, but go check out the documentary, y'all. Great film. It's a lot like a ratatouille, but with teeth instead of food. The uh, last upcoming movie we have for tonight is uh, Held. Wilson, do you want to talk a little bit about what Held is about? Held, is uh, that correct, what you just said? Yes, like H-E-L-D. H-E-L, okay. I, I was, I'm sorry, I was thinking of the other movie, H-E-L-L-E-D. Right, right, that's why I spelled a, it. This is a verb people have used to describe when you when you send someone to hell. Uh, it's a it's a hellboy thing. Um, don't know where that tangent came from. Held, H-E-L-D, yes. Uh, this is the sequel to Ratatouille. It's the sequel to Ratatouille. Um, it's about... It's about... It's about Remy uh, after the events, shortly after the events of Ratatouille. Um, and he... Uh, he goes on to work for... Uh, this is this is ACLD, right? I'm I'm talking about the right movie. Yes, that's correct. So Remy goes on to he goes to culinary school, and uh, it's called Held because he is held captive uh, mm-hmm. by kidnappers. Uh, oh man, I'm I'm just really messing up this this story here. I'm I'm not I'm not explaining it very well. But basically, he goes to culinary school and. You know, because of his culinary skills, he is a sought-after person. Mm-hmm. And so these kidnappers, uh, the same ones from uh, Home Alone, actually. Uh, yes, Joe Pesci and uh, Howard Stern. Not Howard Stern. The other guy. Make their return. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's a very wild movie, as you can tell. And they, they, they kidnap him, and they hold him ransom, and they make him cook food for them. And that's it's a great feel-good movie. Uh, it's just like the first Ratatouille. I've got it to sounds say, like I was making all that up on the spot, but it, trust me, it's a very... It, it sounds unbelievable, but it's it all everything I just said is true. I've got to say, that movie sounds a lot like 
Captain Phillips. Yes. Except Ratatouille. Did I say Home Alone? I meant the kidnappers from the pirates from Captain Phillips are in this movie. I get those two confused a lot, so. Common mistake. Uh, well, it seems like that is all the time we have for our show tonight. Uh, I want to thank you guys both so much for coming on the show. Uh, Wilson, thank you for coming on despite uh, that horrible accident. Uh, I'm going to f- try and follow that on the news, and hopefully hopefully it's not... Hey, Wilson, why'd you just text me my Whataburgers in the break room? Um, Wait, what? I thought you were in Austin. Well, I got... It. That's from... Yeah, yesterday I got you Whataburger, not... Not on, oh, the way, right, not on the way right. here. Not on the way here. It's in the bad. fridge it's from yesterday to preserve yesterday, it. Because I got that right. yesterday. For the dress rehearsal without Wait, Josh. For this, yes. Right. Wait, there was a dr- I missed the dress rehearsal? Yeah. Yeah. There's a whole email. We didn't tell you out. about that? There's an email. I thought we'd, email I thought we'd sent. Yeah, I thought yeah, you got the, the memo. I must have missed the, uh, missed the email. Wow, I feel bad. This is, this is on me. I'm sorry, guys. Well, uh. Thank you so much for coming on the show. I'm sorry I missed the dress rehearsal. No, uh, no worries. It's no problem. No wow, that's... I feel terrible about that. But thank thank you, Wilson, again, for coming yeah. on the show. Thank uh, you for having me. I'm very much looking forward to uh, to the Cars 2 zombie remake. Uh, any idea when that will be coming out? Uh, that should be coming out uh, in a couple, couple months. We're still working on it. And... Uh, you know, I'm not supposed to say this, but since you asked so nicely, there there are plans to make a third one, but uh, more on that later. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, Cars 3 confirmed, uh, despite studio, his employer's wishes, who he is in contract with, the third Cars has been officially announced by Wilson King right here on the show. And I hope actually, you don't get uh, in trouble for that. I'm actually just getting a call from my producers right now. Um, I'll worry about that later, but... Yeah, that's that's probably nothing. They're probably just uh, probably congratulating me. I'm, yeah, on my job on right. the show. Tonight. Right, exactly. That's got to be what it is. Uh, Rich, thank you so much for coming on the show. Uh, of course, if you want to see his upcoming movie events, you can follow the social media for that. Uh, and it was it was great to have you. Thanks, man. And, and please don't feel bad about missing the dresser. So it's not that big of a deal. I really it really feel, isn't. It really isn't. I mean, we, yeah. You don't but not. Thank you it. for having me. I appreciate it. I look forward to um, everything on this show, and I can't wait to watch next week. Well, thank you for tuning into the show. Uh, that's that's all for tonight, and we'll see you next week, Tuesday at eight p.m. on KZSM.org.